Hey y'all, what's up? It's your girl Lexi. Before you start listening to our podcast, Adama, Tisha, and I would like for you to know that all views expressed on this episode are those of our own. We do not represent the opinions of any entity whatsoever with which we have been, are now, or will be affiliated with. We hope that you will enjoy this safe space to agree, disagree, or just listen to our ideas. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, how are you? Hello, and welcome to We'll Try, we'll try not, not to, to Offend, offend you. you. My name is Adama. I'm Tisha. And I'm Lexi. And this is our first episode. It's our yeah. first episode of my yeah. <laughs> So today's topic is um, Does capitalism work for black women? Yeah, that's the question we'll tackle. The loaded question we'll tackle. Very yes. loaded. We'll try not to offend you. We'll try to give you guys some answers. Um, try to honestly look at the situation, the question, as honestly as possible. Also using our personal experiences. Exactly. We'll yeah. try to give the facts, but very opinionated facts. Very opinionated <laughs> facts. <laughs> so All right. We, yeah, we found it kind of a little bit difficult when embarking on this like project to find sources that supported capitalism working for Black women. Although individual Black women were able to succeed through the system, the general population of Black women um, find it really, really difficult to kind of thrive and um, have prosperous careers um, in capitalism. Exactly. It's in the nature of capitalism for people to be exploited. And so oftentimes you find uh, minorities, especially Black people, and this again um, is in, within America, you definitely mm-hmm. find Black people um, being paid less. Um, it's definitely hard for us to gain generational wealth to keep us savings we're always always in debt Mm -hmm. especially if you are african-american compared to like caribbean blacks or um i guess just black people immigrating into the country is definitely Mm -hmm. different than people born in america you're more likely to have generational debt so -hmm. it's already harder for you to pay off debt and then also gain your own that's Um, that's a really important point though mm -hmm. because like when you're when you're a black person immigrating to the united states you're essentially running, not running away, but like leaving your home and coming and starting anew. Mm-hmm. But uh, Black Americans, like, mm-hmm. again, like you mentioned, have this uh, intense history yep. behind yeah. them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, although, like, I, and I'm not saying that Black immigrants that come here don't also kind of experience. It's like, not the, easy yeah, at all. It, it's but, not easy at mm-hmm. all. And then they sometimes get categorized as Black Americans. Right. And, Actually, that has nothing to do with our problem. No, we could have went on. You're right. Yeah. Um, it's it's okay. definitely... That, the rambling happens. Yeah. Happens all of us. <laughs> it's definitely some, something... People say it's supposed to be easier if you're an immigrant and Black For sure. than um, African-Americans here, but that's just not the truth because mm-hmm. capitalism ex- is exploited, mm-hmm. period. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they sometimes mix up Caribbean Black people and Black people in America. Who's to say, mm-hmm. why wouldn't they get treated the same? Mm-hmm. You know? But I think when we're talking about Black women as a whole, whether we're immigrant Black women or American Black women. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at the bottom of the pole. Period. Yeah. And I think what's, I think um, for me, what's interesting, like another question on top of does capitalism work for Black women is like, without us, would society be as sustainable as it is? That's something to keep in mind. Mm. So I was reading, you know? and I was telling Tish um, on our walk here that I was reading this like article that's called Double Jeopardy, Black and Woman. And there was like a really phenomenal like kind of like point that was made. And I'm going to mm-hmm. read it to you guys. Mm-hmm. And it says, um, 
that a system of capitalism and its afterbirth, which is racism, we got to talk about that. Capitalism, capitalism and racism are literally conjoined twins, yeah. as mm-hmm. we know um, from our class readings, but um, is meant to destroy the humanity of all people and particularly the humanity of Black people. Uh-huh. Um, so it says, keeping with its goal of destroying Black races' will to resist subjugation, capitalism found it necessary to create situations where the Black man found it impossible to find meaningful or productive employment. And likewise, the Black woman was manipulated by the system, economically exploited and physically assaulted. Mm-hmm. She could find work in the white man's kitchen um, and sometimes became the sole breadwinner of her family. Yeah, That led to psychological problems on the part of men and women contributing to the turmoil that we find in the Black family structure. Yes. I thought that that was That's so crazy. freaking, like, mind-blowing because, like, I know, Tisha, you're going to talk about later how, like, your mom was the sole breadwinner yeah. in your yeah. family. You yeah. know what I mean? And I can relate to that experience. Um, and even now with what you're just saying, like, it shows that, Capitalism doesn't work for Black women, and it also almost destroys us. It destroys our family structure. It destroys how Black men treat Black women. It really messes up a lot of of the things in our life that are to support us that becomes, how do I say, um, almost commodities. Yeah. But I think that starts from like youth, right? Like as black women were raised up on the belief that you need to outwork anybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like so not and just even a black man. Exactly. Not just work hard. You need to outwork the white woman, the yeah. white man and the black man. Yep. You know what I mean? So and it's, it's like, not even reflected in our wages. Exactly. So, so here like, you are with this internalized belief yes. to work harder. Society treats you as if you're, you are to work yes. harder. Your, your work is invaluable. You have all these conflicting thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's not what you're affirming yourself to work hard that will give you good results is not being affirmed by society. Yes. And not only does it affect your financial like goals mm-hmm. and aspirations, but it, like like I said, it destroys the black family structure. Yeah. It affects your your life outside of that. You know yes. what I mean? Because a lot of like we we as black women, we know that there's always a conversation about how black men feel demasculated by black women. Yeah. yeah. And it's like this is this literally this quote is essentially saying that it is not the fault of black women that black men become demasculated it's the fault of the system yeah you know what i mean and who created the system of capitalism white men the elites yeah you know what i mean so yeah 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 i completely agree um and that's again like i said it's the nature of capitalism um america specifically has a history of exploiting people um and it'll honestly just change cycles so at first it was um Black people, so mm-hmm. slavery, and even today, yes. black people are trying to get over the effects of slavery. We yes. all know that slavery changed from um, kind of plantation type slavery. Now we have the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Um, Asian Americans, even though they're seen as the model minority, have a history of being exploited by America. Think of the uh, gold rush in California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ethnic whites have had their history of being exploited. Um, factory labor, wage labor, um, women have had a history. Right? Period yeah. point blank, women have had a history of being exploited in America. Um, they do. They tell us our labor is important. We need to keep the house looking yes. great, um, all sorts of household work, and yet mm-hmm. that is not being paid. We don't get paid for that type of work, but yeah. how, you know, they wouldn't dare let us um, forget that that's our role. You know? Right, yeah. And not only, I think you make a really great point with that, right? So, like, not only is capitalism racialized, it's also gendered, right? Yeah. So, it's yep. like, Black women, you know, we've had this conversation so many times outside of this recording. It's a double jeopardy. It's like yeah. a double whammy we're getting hit with mm-hmm. because we're Black, so we're minority in being Black, but mm-hmm. we're also minority in being women, Yeah. you know? And this is a specific type of, um, 
now what's the word uh misogynoir that's a yes. specific type of discrimination that only black women face and this again mm. like we said throughout the podcast in america so we black women experience a type of discrimination it's called misogynoir um it's it really talks about the intersectionality of our race um, and our sex and mm-hmm. the type of violence that we face, um, the type of hatred. People just tend to distrust us. We have a lot of tone policing. People yes. try to police how we look. P- America does not like black women, period. And yes. the system that supports mm. America, capitalism, will not like black women, mm-hmm. period. The work we do isn't paid nearly as much as Mm -mm. Black men. Yet, as we stated before, we are the breadwinners in a family. Can you imagine how stressful that is to the Black body, to Black women's body, to our psyche, to our health? And oftentimes we find Black women in these caretaking positions. Like my mother is an example of this. My mother is Mm -hmm. always taking care of other people's children as a job, Mm -hmm. whether it be nannying or daycare. Um, But like we are more so to be in service occupations um, and service jobs that you do not find many other demographics in. And so, yeah, we are working in these fields um, while struggling to afford much on our own. So if a black woman is a single mother or the head of her household while working in one of these service industries, she's also struggling, struggling now to afford insurance for herself and her kids, the groceries for herself and her kids to make it to her kids athletic games or anything that they're doing that's an extracurricular activity right you know what i mean you know what's so crazy like when we ask the question does capitalism work for black women i feel like the first thing that comes to people's mind is like the financial aspect of it yes but working for black women does not necessarily have to be that that financial piece it Mm had like it's Mm -hmm. all encompassing does Mm -hmm. it work for them mentally if black women are having to care for other people's children at the expense of caring for their own children. That does not work for black women. If black women have to fight within their own family structure for, I guess, dominance of who's bringing in the more money, that does not work for the black woman. You know, so I feel like it's really important for us to understand that capitalism does not only touch our bank accounts, it touches way more than that, you know? yeah, and so it's like while we're out here watching other people's children, the elderly, nursing, doing any type of cooking, cleaning, any aspect of any of that, doing these services that benefit other people, while you know the parents or the relatives of the people we're taking care of or just in any type of connection, they're out there creating their businesses, yep. going to school, yep. growing their wealth, and we're just struggling how to figure out you know to do that for our own. Yeah, And so I just feel like why is this the case for black women, why is this not the case for all people? Mm-hmm. And it's just because black women are put at a disproportionately lower, um, I guess, acceptance Police. kind of standard yeah. in Police society. Yeah, exactly. Society. Yeah, I think Lexi, that I think that's so important because I remember in class when we were talking about can capitalism and um, gender equality coexist. You know what I mean? And I yes. remember in my in my journal post, I was saying that I don't think that equality is what we should be striving for, especially no. when it comes to a system that is not only patriarchal, that is racist, like, you know what I mean? And that it's also gendered, like, Mm -hmm. equality is garbage. Because realistically, like, if you say that everyone's on an equal playing field, Black women, Black people in general, Mm -hmm. people of color in Mm -hmm. general, minority groups, marginalized groups, are already put at a a significant disadvantage. disadvantage. So if you say that we're all on the same... There's no social capital that they're bringing. There's no cultural capital that they're bringing mm-hmm. in. You know what I mean? Equity is what we should be looking for. Yeah. All right. So I want to play devil's advocate for a moment, right? right? Yeah. Um, 
capitalism. Mm-hmm. Some black women benefit from it. They do. And I think that um, some black women have, well, okay, not some, all black women have a sense of resilience in them. Right? Absolutely. Like we need, we have to be resilient to live the, wor- the life that we live in, the world that we live in. Um, I think that some black women though, um, show their sign of resilience by increasing their efforts and trying harder or pushing their limits and creating businesses and becoming entrepreneurs. Yeah. And you know, what's so crazy about that? Again, back to when we were reading about like um, patriarchy and like just gender and capitalism, there was a thing that I was reading and it was like, like women that survive capitalism are, they, they kind of, um, yeah, Tisha did say this. Okay. So Tisha in her discussion post and during this time, she was saying that some women have to be more aggressive and they have to have masculine tendencies. Yes. I thought that that was so yes. beautifully written. I think of Beyonce yeah. when I think of that. Mm. You know how there's so many stories of her being a bitch or she's mean or you yes. have videos and she's just yes. like angry. She's like, I don't like that. Change Nicki Minaj it. too. And they change yeah. it. Oh my gosh, sorry. I have to go off track for a second. You know what upsets me the most is when we see black women as entrepreneurs and as um, women like CEOs and stuff like that, they always have to take the photo shoot with their arms crossed mm. and it's like it comes <laughs> off mean. And it comes off mad. Yeah, and that goes to Tisha's point. Like, in order to survive and and or thrive, you have to compete like a man. Yes. So even like you said, Alexis, you know, sometimes capitalism works for black women. Yeah. Are there black women that are willing to sacrifice or I guess put their femininity on the sidelines to be more masculine? Are they willing Mm -hmm. to sacrifice maybe close relationships? Yes. Put themselves in uncomfortable positions, Mm -hmm. hanging around, hanging around with people they don't really see as peers, but Mm. you know, anything to But I also think the pandemic helped with a lot of that too, right? This this is gonna sound random, but follow me. (laughs) Right? During the pandemic, we were all locked up, or a good majority of us was, right? Quarantine, doing whatever we're doing. A lot of women and men, but a lot of women had talents and random things that they learned um, when they were younger, specifically a lot of black women, a lot of black businesses were founded during the pandemic. And they were like, I have this skill that I now need to find a way to make money off of. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do that. And that is them finding a way to benefit from this this capitalist society. Not, wait, quick introduction. Yes. Not only were they able to do this, but with the racial tensions that were happening in the mm. United States yes. that have been continuously happening, but that have been com- completely brought to the forefront of our television. Yes. Black businesses had like more of an opportunity to thrive because yes. white guilt. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about it, no. right? No. <laughs> but but like the, these these businesses, do you think that they would have succeeded outside of the pandemic, outside of the white guilt? Because I don't think so. Because I'm not going to lie. There's a couple of times I was on the internet and I was like, I need to shop black No, but it, sho- but it shows the intersectionality of it yes. all. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, oh. All right, let so me play devil's advocate. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Do it. I hear you when you say, you know, a lot of black businesses gain success during the yes. pandemic. White guilt helped us. Yes. Um, resilience, like you mentioned, we mm-hmm. just decided to push through. We're not going to let this eat us up. Is it fair to expect black women to consistently be, I guess, offering up their hobbies for money? They never no. get a chance to enjoy their Enjoy time. it. We yes. The commodification of our hobbies, again, does capitalism work for black women? It does. When you're commodifying no. your hobby, it's no longer a hobby. hobby. It's your job. Yes. So let's, let's bring it all back now. Okay. The pandemic helped us. You know, we had our hobbies. We made money off of it. Yes. White guilt. Not me. I don't know. have a hobby. Are you kidding me, Phone? 
Oh, who said are you on? <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> All right, let's start back. Okay. The pandemic. Black woman. Yeah. Black woman. Um, being creative, being resilient, decided to um, use always their hobbies, having to their be resilient. Skills, yes. Yep, and decided to make money off of it. The yes. pandemic, um, all of us had downtime. You had to be inside. This yes. gave you time to foster your skills, to really understand how to market your skills and your product. Yes. White guilt, especially mm. with BLM this summer, um, motivated them to shop black. It motivated yes. us to share more black stories because that was that's what was in. Yes. And that's all well and great. Yeah. But can we expect that for black women every time when they're suffering to um, commodify their hobbies, yeah. to consistently push and to consistently... Find a way to provide, even when they're down. Mm-hmm. Is that is that sustainable for Black women? No, ma'am. It's not sustainable. No. We don't deserve that. No. If even in our weakest moments where we are actively being told by the world to stop, we have to keep going. Yeah. That's not a system that's gonna that it can't remain. Mm-hmm. Black women are superheroes. Yeah. We are superheroes, but to a fault. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because we yes. have stories of saying, "Yes, Black success." Mm-hmm. We don't get time to take a break. Mm-hmm. And yes. We're Black not women always have to have the rest. answers, right? We always have to have always have answers. to have the answers, and I think that that's a societal view, but also a personal view. Mm-hmm. How many times you internalize like, the strong Black woman yes, kind of stereotype, right? And it's like think about it the way you see your mother, right? Like how like your well, who's Absolutely. your mother in your eyes? You know what I mean? Who are the strong Black women yeah. in your family in your eyes? You know what I mean? And, and we need to understand something. To be strong does not necessarily mean to struggle and to suffer. Yes. And we, and I but that's like, the story that's, that's always pushed. Yes. That's, that's what that's what society teaches teaches us, TV shows. How mm. many times have you plugged around on a TV show and there's a Black woman suffering? And mm. to, you, to you, you're like, that's not necessary. Or she's the savior. That does not push on the story and at I, all. But I, would, yes. I would even argue that even when capital in capitalism. Even right, our pain. Yeah. Yeah. Can be exactly. in capitalism. Well, yes, that because yes, but um, in capitalism, like the the, the black women that do end up thriving, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even there, there is struggle and there's, there's sacrificing mm-hmm. immense amount of sacrifices that I don't necessarily think that men or specifically white cisgendered men yep. have to deal with. You know, I think of don't. my mom, um, you know, and I you said I was gonna mention this, so I guess perfect time for me to mention it. Yeah. Um, my mother is a Caribbean black woman. So like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, um, we don't come in with the same type of generational debt, but no. it's not by any means easier. Of course. So not. my mom came up from Jamaica. Uh she graduated when she was 24 and she had me. Um we moved around a lot. Uh we finally settled in Massachusetts. Then she had my second my sister. Um and she had two jobs at the time when she had me and my sister. Then by the time she had my brother, so now three of us, um, she finally settled at one job. But then halfway through high school, she picked up a second. Um, she is married. Mm-hmm. It just so happens she's the breadwinner. Yeah. Uh, she bought the house. Her name's, Go you know, mom. right? She yeah. pays mortgage. Um, she's very hardworking. I mean, mm-hmm. she's beyond educated. She's over I would say overeducated compared to her peers at work. And by the way, she's a nurse. She works at Toby Hospital. Um, She works her freaking ass off. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can curse. I'm so sorry. Um, She works her ass off. I swear. And she's in school. Mm -hmm. I didn't mention this. She's in school to um, become a nurse practitioner. Like to have her own She wears like seven hats. She's working overtime. And none of that is reflected in... The way we live our life, we're not any more abundant. 
I swear we just have a house, you know? Mm-hmm. And not yeah. just have a house. Like, it's no, I know really yeah. great that we have a home. Um, but I'm just, it's so amazing that she works so much. She's mm-hmm. so educated and none of it's reflected. Like, we do not have this abundant lifestyle that I would say my white pairs do. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom makes, actually, I don't know the number specifically, but a good amount of money a year. And we don't, it's not um what's the word spendable income mm-hmm. we don't get yeah. to spend that money it goes straight back into the economy that exploits us yeah, yeah. wow yeah wow it goes straight back i didn't even think about it like that it goes straight and back. you know what's crazy let's tie it back to like all right yes i know we're talking about black women here mm-hmm. but like in in class we talked about the wage workers mm-hmm. you know what i mean and during that time period when they were working in the factories they would work these crazy hours and these horrible unusual conditions and stuff like that they're essentially selling their time and their labor yeah just to make a few you know a few dollars here just to buy the commodity that they're making yeah so it's going back into the system that yes. is exploiting them that's not the same thing so capitalism mm. in itself is it, it, it usually doesn't work for any marginalized group. it does but not when you are when you think about the hierarchy if it's not working for poor whites it's mm-hmm. especially not going to work for Her, black, yes, black women. Yes, you know yeah, what I mean. It yes. goes back to Alexis's first claim that we're at the bottom of the totem pole, bottom mm-hmm. of the shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy, crazy. That's, yeah, wow. And so I think of like all the work that's being done, right, and the way of creating more life for myself and you know my fellow black women. Shout out to y'all. Um, and I, I don't want to just exist or just survive. Like that's boring. Like in the society we live in, like just living, surviving, right. existing, going to work like doing it all the same routine. Eh, I don't want that life. Yeah. Um, I want to, you know, create and contribute and exist in a world where I am living a better life. Right. And I am helping to actively create a better life. Right. So what's next? Like, how do I do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's difficult. And honestly, this podcast can't answer that question completely. But I mean, let's take a look at the history of capitalism. What was before capitalism? Um, feudalism. And not to cut you off, Tisha, yeah, but fine. for many people who don't know, because we are like, we constantly talk about capitalism, socialism, uh, communism. Uh, but not a lot of people know what feudalism is. Um, and feudalism basically was in medieval Europe and it was a dominant social mm-hmm. system, which basically the people who had the crown, so the nobles, yeah. um, they help, like pass out land exchange for military services. So if you had land, you were rich, you were in the military. Um, and in return, peasants um, or people who I guess were considered peasants, because I don't like that word, were obliged to live on those lands and give homage, um, give their labor, share your produce, everything in exchange for the protection. So if you were in the military, you were rich. If you were protected by the military, you were poor. Right. Okay. And um, as a response to feudalism, capitalism was born. Mm-hmm. Now, we just talked about the wrongs about capitalism. You know, it's obvious that's not working. Socialism and communism were um, created as a response to capitalism. Both of those systems um, or ideas were applied to governments and to um you know, people's lifestyles. And we're also having issues with that. We haven't had a successful communist government. We haven't had a successful socialist um, government. So really, what do we do? Um, Recently, I found out about this um, idea called degrowth. And I think that's something that we should explore and talk about. What is degrowth and how can it work for us? A quote from the article um, named The Degrowth Alternative, written by uh, Callis Georgios, he, it's a great article, by the way, it's online for free. Mm-hmm. Um, this quote explains what degrowth is. So advocates of degrowth refrain from offering anyone blueprint to replace today's growth-centric free market. The objective is to open up a conceptual space for imagining and enacting diverse alternative futures that share the aims of downca- downscaling 
affluent economies and their material flows in a just and equitable manner. So degrowth is about, you know, slowing down the um, the economy in a way. Um, use our goal from always trying to gain more and more um, financial success to focusing on um, making sure that we change our economy to caring about people more. So it changes from trying to make sure that capitalists get their banks full mm-hmm. to making sure that everyone's okay and that we're not working to exploit people. We're working just to sustain ourselves. Um, and you know, if we were able, if the government was able to pick up on degrowth techniques and kind of implement them into mm-hmm. society, um, we would be able or it would be better for Black women. In a society like that, we would um, less likely to be exploited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would all work together to um, take care of ourselves, take it care of our it community. It makes it yeah. more personal. Um, and that's just one alternative I found online. I know there's a hundred, like thousands more, but that's just one that seemed... Um, to catch your eye. Catch my eye and it seemed like it could happen. It seems applicable to For our sure. society. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. So to wrap it up, um, does capitalism really work for black women? Mm-hmm. And I think that all three of us can agree that it does not. No, it does no. not. No, I mean, all in all, I hope we made our point clear as to why yeah. we believe capitalism doesn't work for black women. And I hope that our alternative um, response to capitalism resonates for you. But yes. I want to make sure if it doesn't, then I encourage you guys to like go out, go out of your way, try to make Try to find alternatives that work for you that you can implement in your own life because I think we all deserve freedom in any way that we can get it. And there's so many different ways out there, you know what I mean? So it's like we just gave them one example by using degrowth, but Mm -hmm. there's so many different ones that if they disagree or just aren't really feeling or understanding degrowth, there's just so many other options out there. Absolutely. And one last statement that I want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, the further you are away from the white man's standard, yes. the more likely you are to be exploited. Yeah. Um, it's you're in your best interest to support Black women and advocate alongside us um, so we can all gain freedom. So if you're not Black or woman or whatever you identify and you're watching this and you feel left out, we apologize. Um, yes. But know that advocating for us will work for you in the long run and we will advocate for you as well and i think we also need to remember that this is a safe space so it's not there is no erasure of anyone um is it erasure 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 Erasure. Erasure, right like (laughs) i said it weird there's no erasure of anyone (laughs) but um (laughs) but you know um yeah, I just feel like black women are constantly erased by others. Yes. So um, I just want to make that clear. Like that was not the efforts with this um, at all. We just wanted to really try to get our points across while also producing facts and our own opinions. Yeah. And I hope you enjoy. Thank yeah, you so, so much Yeah, so thank you for listening to the first episode of We'll Try Not, not to, to Offend, offend You. you. <laughs> um, and we hope if you guys whether you guys agree or disagree that you just enjoyed listening. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.